If you like bedtime stories for the discerning child, then let us know. We're on Twitter at Saskia Stories, and we're on Apple Podcasts, so remember to rate and review us. And we're looking forward to hearing from you. So, this is Magic City, and it's the last chapter of Magic City. And do you want to, without giving anything away, do you want to tell the kids a little something about it? Um, How are they going to feel? They're going to feel like, um, like... They're going to feel excited, I think, and a little bit scared, because I did, and, and a bit of everything, actually. Yeah, and a bit of everything, yeah. It's funny, too, right? Yeah. Yeah, and... and Very funny sometimes. Oh, well, that's good. You know, In this... parts that you've already heard, it's funny, too. That's true. But this might be the funniest, I think. And this is... I like yeah, I like it, too. This has been our longest story. Yeah. This is a six-part story with really long chapters. But the longest that we haven't sh- um, uh, um, uh, um, put out to the podcast yet is Fum. Yeah, Fum, and- Fum is one of our favorites, yeah. And so we have lots of stories. So this, this is the end of our first season of Bedtime Stories. Now, how do you think it's been going? Pretty great. And how do you feel about, like, you've shared so many stories now with the other kids? Is there anything you want to tell the kids about yourself? Like, so these kids just know you as a voice in the story. Is there anything you want to tell them? Like, they probably feel like you're a friend of theirs now. Can I tell them what my favorite color is? Of course. Um, my favorite color is... Um, it's hard to say, but turquoise. And my... My my name is Saskia because you already know it, but and I think when I grow up I'll um I'll I'll be a builder who builds houses and swing sets and and playgrounds and all kinds of stuff and I'm gonna build a house for myself and I'm gonna build houses for other people and they're gonna be very pretty. One of the things that you love to do is to um, like get driftwood and sticks and, and rocks and shells, and you like to build things with Like gnome houses, dragon gardens, dragon homes, fairy gardens, fairy homes. Yeah. And some of those things will find their way into our stories next, next season, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Ready for chapter... Uh... I think it's chapter nine. Chapter nine. But before we narrated by Zach. Start now. Thank you. Before we get to chapter nine, what happened at the end of chapter eight? They were in a forest, and then they it was water, and then the oh, the people out. It feels like there's a sliver out. Where? My paper cut. Can you get me a band-aid? I need a squeezy band-aid. You think a band-aid will help it? Yeah. Okay. I'll talk to the recording and say funny things. <laughs> okay. I'll get you. La 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 la. Oh, 
and fish was splashing around. Fish didn't have time to to be a fish, and um, uh, Mer didn't have time to be a mermaid. And seeing what happened last. Oh, you're so good. Remember what happened to fish? He got sucked into a robot. And the robot went away with him, hey? Yeah. So he's captured. Um, yeah, he's captured. Where is it? There on the top part of your finger? Okay. Let's see what I can do here. Right there? Yeah. Okay, are we ready? Does that feel a little better? Yeah. Chapter 9. Murr and Grace were sitting on the ground in the great hallway, the triangular hallway of the gadgets. We have to do something, Grace. I know. But what are we going to do? I don't know. How do we save them? I don't know. Where are they? I don't know. And as they were sitting, they started to hear the sound of... the sound of all the gadget cars coming their way sounded like thousands of them coming to get them they could hear that they were inside the the special base already and they were coming their way so what did they do without thinking grace raised her hand in the air and then gently brought it down. And when she brought it down, everything that her hand passed in front of turned invisible. And there they were, Myrrh and Grace, completely see-through so that no one could see them. They couldn't even see each other. And all the gadget cars raced right by. About a thousand cars and a huge group flying through and all the drivers, all the gadgets looking everywhere for them. And they flew right by. That was a close one, said Murr. Thanks, Grace. I think you might be the most powerful wizard of all. We haven't seen all your powers yet, too, Murr. Okay, where should we go? Murr said, well... It seems like you're best at magic when you don't think about it. So let's just think about where we have to go. They blinked. And right away, we're inside a huge room, even bigger than the Great Hall. And red light was coming out of it. And they stepped forward through the doorway and saw all the wizards in their cages made of red light. And in the middle was fish. And fish was changing, changing into a fish, changing into a fly, changing into a bird, changing into a gorilla. And his cage kept getting smaller and smaller and smaller. And he kept not able to spread out. Now he was the size of a little spider. And even though he was a spider, they could hear. And he was crying. So he was scared. 
and there were gadgets all around standing on railings, working machines and pressing buttons, and all the wizards were being squeezed by the, by the cages. They couldn't move. Grace was looking across the room and trying to find something when Murr said, Look! Look at the far side of the room! And and Grace said, I can't see what you're seeing. And Murr said, Can't you see? Can't you see the box? The great big box? And Grace said, No. And then she looked closely at Murr and saw that Murr's eyes had changed into the eyes of an eagle. They were a different shape. They still looked like her eyes, but just eagle eyes. So she could see farther than anyone. And he said, well, I can't see what you're seeing, Murr, tell me. And Murr said, well, I see, I see, I see a great box. And if I, if I look and I, and I smell, do you know what's inside it? Wands, magic wands. So they thought that maybe what they should do is to try to open the box and get the magic wands into the hands of all the wizards and maybe they could break free. Grace put her hand up and turned them invisible. And they ran across the room, ran between all the cages. Now some of the wizards were still magical and they saw Wisp in his cage. And as Grace and Murr passed, he turned to them right where they were running by, even though they were invisible, even though they couldn't see each other. And he smiled right at them and kind of winked. And they kept running, and they ran across the room with Murr leading, and they found the box. And the box had a big lock on it, made of red light. Murr put her hand over the red light and quickly pulled it back because it hurt, like stung. Grace said, what happened? She said, hurts. Grace said, well, let me try. She made a yellow energy ball in her hand and threw it at the lock and the lock exploded. As soon as it exploded, all the gadgets saw them and they stopped being invisible. And they said, wizards! And all the whistles, the whistles were blowing and all the gadgets were jumping from the railings down to chase them. And they were running towards them. And Murr threw the great big box open and grabbed as many wands as she could grab. And not knowing who the wands belonged to, she threw them into the air. Now the thing about magic wands is, magic wands know who their owners are. So without even getting the magic wands to the right place, the magic wands flew through the air into the hands of the wizards. And the wizards summoned their power and started to try to break the red cages but it wasn't working. And Murr was the first to look up and see what looked to be the head gadget standing in a great big machine, pushing buttons. And every time he pushed buttons and pulled levers, the red lights of the cages would get brighter and stronger. And even the wizards who had the wands couldn't quite break through. Murr said, we have to get to that machine. We have to stop it. And she blinked, and right away she was up at the top, and she was inside the booth, and the head gadget was there. And he was wearing a, a head gadget. A head gadget was like the leader of 
the gadgets. Was the leader of the gadgets the one that they saw first? Well, they couldn't tell. He had his back turned towards them because he was he was leaning over the machine. I, I just want to know. I just want to And he turned around. And do you know who he was? They looked up into the eyes of the first wizard. And Mer said, the first wizard. I saw you drink from the stream. I saw you become a wizard. I saw you make ma the beginning of Magic City. And the first wizard, who was now a gadget, started to laugh. And he said, I was never a wizard. When I drank the magic waters, I felt how powerful the magic waters were. All the other people who came to be wizards could feel the magic of the waters, but they were the wizards. I was always jealous of the wizard's power. That's why I started building machines. That's why I started making the magic flow in the waters into the machines. That's why I started taking the magic away from the wizards. That's why I made the gadgets. <gasps> Grace and Myrrh were shocked. I said, but you're the first wizard. He said, I was never a wizard. But now that I've built all these machines, I'm as powerful as a wizard. And I'm the oldest man in all of Magic City. And now, we're going to take all the magic. And there'll be no more wizards ever again. And our machines will rule the city. <laughs> and he started pushing buttons. And... The cages got brighter and brighter and the wizards got weaker and weaker. Myrrh and and, 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 and and Grace didn't know what to do. And then Myrrh spotted something. She looked across the room and way at the top of the room. Because she had eagle eyes. Because well, she had eagle eyes was a huge reservoir tank, a huge water tank. And it was full of magic water. And even though they had turned the water off, the water that they had inside the base was so much it could keep the machines going maybe for a hundred years. So, again, a wizard's magic comes when they're not thinking too clearly, when they just let the magic flow through them. And she raised her arm and a blue lightning bolt of light shot out of her hand straight at the water tank. And she didn't destroy it. You know what she did? She froze it. And the water that was feeding all the machines couldn't move and couldn't feed the machines. And the machines all went and turned off. And all the red cages disappeared. And all the wizards stood up. And all the gadgets were running towards the wizards and they had special like new red nets and other tools and guns and lasers and catching things. And all the wizards had their wands and they were shooting lasers back and forth and magic was flying around and the red wizard was a red dragon and Wisp had turned into a white panther. And they were all running around and fighting and tumbling and there was so much magic and explosions happening. 
And suddenly, Grace looked down and she saw Fish. And Fish had been so sad and so upset and kept inside for so long. And he was, you know, one of the youngest wizards, right? He was only, you know, what was it, eight years old? No, no, he was a seven-year-old. He was seven years old. And he was had been so mad and so upset and so worried and so scared that he, all of a sudden, shot all the magic that he had out from his body. And it was like an explosion of light. And Murr opened up her eyes, and she was inside one of those rooms. And it was a forest. But the forest was filling with water and fish, and it was like the whole world was mixed up. And some rooms had ocean in them and dancers in them. But there was like quicksand and mud and fire and everything mixed in the rooms. And it was like all the rooms, all the walls were breaking and all the parts of them were mixing, but not in ways that were good and were ways that were really dangerous. And the people who were in the city who weren't wizards were running away because they didn't know what was happening. And there was fire and there was water and there was light. And everybody was spinning and spinning upside down and upside down and upside down. And Myrrh, who was the youngest of all the wizards, screamed, No! And she blinked. And all the water came together in one ocean. And all the trees came together in one forest. And all the buildings came together into one giant tower. And when she opened her eyes, all the wizards were lying on the ground. And all the gadgets were lying on the ground. And the gadgets, their light bulbs, weren't glowing anymore on their chests. They were dead. But the gadgets were alive, just the, the light was dead. And the first wizard was lying on the ground. And he didn't look like a young man anymore. He looked like an old man. What was the first wizard? The first one who drank from the stream when he was dying. Remember when he was an old, Well, that's old the first man? Yeah. Except he wasn't a wizard. He was pretending to be a wizard. And he was lying on the ground, but he, wasn't, he didn't look like a young man anymore. He looked back to being an old man. And Wisp was there, and Wisp looked younger. And the red wizard was there, and she was glowing red. And all the other wizards were all around. And the gadgets were all lying on the ground, panting, tired, no energy left. And all the flying cars wow. were lying around in a circle. And Wisp walked up, and he said, I think you did it. I don't know how, but I think you did it. And Murr didn't know really what she had even done, except that she had, fish had broken the walls of the rooms that had all the parts of Magic City. And somehow Murr had put them all back together again. But they weren't the original Magic City. They weren't the normal Magic City. It was like a new Magic City. And it was wonderful. And there was a forest that where trees would end and then at the tops of trees would grow all new trees. And then at the tops of those trees would grow new trees. 
So it was like a forest that went straight up in the air. And it was as tall as the tallest building. And the ocean surrounded the city and came through the city too in like little rivers where fish were jumping. And it was so beautiful. And there were little houses around. And the people in the city that weren't wizards were walking around and rubbing their eyes and looking around and saying, what is this place we live in? And there weren't any more cars or any more flashing lights or anything like that. But it didn't feel like the place wanted that anymore. And Whiff said, you've brought balance back to Magic City. What is balance? Well, you know when something is unbalanced? Like on a teeter-totter, when one kid is really way heavier than the other and weighs something down. Well, imagine this city, Magic City, had become unbalanced. So the balance was all in the buildings and the cars and all the magic was going away and being used. Now there was balance where there there were people who weren't wizards and there were wizards and the magic was kind of everywhere so the teeter-totter would be balanced. And birds were flying around. But not just normal birds, like magical birds who would leave sparkles in the air as they flew. And the magic city was really special. And and Grace and Fish and Murr ran and got together and stood together. And they said, Did we save Magic City? And Whiff said, well, it's funny, saving a place, you did give us a chance to fix things here, I think. It's up to us whether we can save Magic City because we have to decide how we use the magic waters. And we have to decide if we need our machines. And we have to decide how we practice magic in a place where not everybody can do magic but we can figure that out now. And as he was saying that, through the forest were coming another kind of people. And they looked like regular people, but they were dressed in different color costumes, like black cloaks with hoods and green robes and they were coming in and Grace said who are those people and Wisp said I don't know and they came walking in to the city out of the forest and one of them walked forward and Wisp said hi I'm Wisp the wizard who are you and this one woman came forward wearing a, the black hood and the green cloak. And she was very beautiful and she looked very nice, but she also looked sad. And she said, Before the first wizard, we were the people that lived here. And we've come back. And this city is not just for you, but for us too. And Wisp was confused, and the red 
wizard was confused and the kids were confused. And then Wisp just kind of started laughing and he said, well, I guess we're going to figure out how we all have to live together now. And the woman with the cloak said, I guess we will. And she... But when are the people... When are the kids going to come back? That's a good question. And the woman... Can there be, like, a few more chapters until then? And then... And Please? Well, there might, be a, there might be another part to the story, right? Because we might want to know how the people figured out how to live in their city together and if anything, and, if anything went wrong. And if... They would ever go back to their parents again. Well, let me still. There's still a little bit to go. And so the woman in the in the green cloak. I love this story. She put her hands out. She said, "I've heard that you are not from this world." They nodded. And she said, "Would you like to go back home to your world?" Yeah. And Grace said, I need to go back. And she, the woman in the green cloak, said, you just have to think about home. You just have to think about your home. And you have to look down at the ground. And do you remember when they were walking out of the forest, walking through the forest, and they found the road? Well, Myrrh looked under her feet. It was a road? And she could, she could see the golden bricks of the road. And it stretched off back into the forest that, that the, the people in the green cloaks had come from. If you watch the road and walk through the forest, you'll come back through the door. And she smiled and pointed. And it, and it was Grace that first started running down the road into the forest. And Myrrh was following her. And Fish was following behind them. The fish was going a little bit slower than them this time. He but wasn't, he's the fastest. He wasn't the fastest right now. And they were running and running and running. But and they saw why? the door. And the door was open. And they could see through that the forest on the other side was was their earth because the sky was blue and not purple and turquoise. And the trees looked like earth trees and not like Magic City trees. They were different. They were red cedar trees like in the forest that they came from. And they could see how beautiful the sunlight was there and they ran. And I think it was Grace who just jumped through the door and she did a somersault on the other side. And Myrrh jumped through and she kind of tripped and fell on the other side because she was clumsy Murr again. And they picked themselves off the ground. And Murr said, Do you think we still have any magic? Grace said, I don't know. But maybe we could try. And Grace picked up her hand and she waved it in the air like she was going to make a big circle. And you know what happened? What? Nothing. And Murr said, well, it was fun having magic while we had it. Fish, are you ready to walk back home? And she turned around 
and through the door she could see fish standing on the other side still in the magic city world and he looked like he wasn't sure what he was going to do and he was standing on the ground and instead of coming through he put his hand to his mouth and he blew them a kiss and then he just popped into the shape of a little yellow monkey and kicked the door closed and he stayed in Magic City and when he kicked the door closed the door disappeared and they were just standing in the forest again just mirth just grace I want to see fish again and not fish fish again and Grace and Mer started crying because they didn't know why fish came and, and then Mer said well I don't know if we said goodbye to fish forever but think how much fun fish was having in Magic City fish was perfect he was every animal he ever wanted to be and he can still do that and maybe one day we can visit him, but I think we're going to have a really tough time talking to our parents right now. We need to explain to them what happened and why Fish isn't with us. And Murr said, do you think they'll believe us? And Grace said, I don't think so. And they were both feeling very sad. And they were walking, walking home, and walking home. And it was a bit of a quiet walk. They were feeling kind of sad. And then they got back to the cabin, and it was still the same afternoon. They could still see the smoke going up the chimney from the old cabin. They could still hear their parents just making some lunch inside. And they knew that, you know, even though they had been gone for days and days and days, at home, no time had gone by at all. As they were about to go back home, Grace thought she heard something, like a bird or something above, a strange sound. But she looked fish? up, and there was a circle of light forming in the air, like it was being drawn, first the top part of the circle and then the bottom part. And then when they joined the whole circle together, door opened up and flying down from the door was fish and he landed in front of them and he was out of breath and they were so happy to see him but he was older now he was big he was like a man and he looked at them and he said Mur, grace we need your help. We need you to save Magic City again. And Murr looked at Grace, and Grace looked at Murr, and they looked at Fish. And their mouths opened up. They were excited and scared and not sure. But what would happen next? They had to say yes. But they had to explain to their parents first. And that's the end of that story. And we'll get more ideas about it later, and then we can talk about it. Maybe there'll be another Magic City story? Yeah. What did you think of the ending of Magic City? It was...
wasn't that interesting because I wanted it was in the be beginning of a very exciting part. Because the exciting part happened right at the end. Is that what you mean? Yeah, and now there's gonna be another exciting part. I have to save it, and then I want to see yeah. how did he? How can he be? How is he a wizard and then he turned it? Well, I think everybody thought he was a wizard, but he was actually just using the magic water. So he was never a wizard. He was just the first human to figure out that the magic water could 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 make him stronger. But the other wizards, they didn't need the magic water. Did Grace ever drink from the magic water? No. Did Murr ever drink from the magic water? No. Or Fish? No. Or Wisp? No. Or Red Wizard? No. None of them needed the magic water because they already had magic. But not in their world. The magic water was just like what made their world special and beautiful and magical, but it didn't make them magic on the inside. Their power, whenever somebody's magical, that, that means they're born with Yeah, they're born with magic. But the, wor but the world helps helps bring out magic. Like if we live in a beautiful place, I always feel a little stronger and a little smarter and a little happier. But the wizard or the gadgets, they didn't, they weren't magical. They would use the water. They would take it and they would make machines work with it and they wouldn't give anything back. That's why they're called the gadgets. Yeah, because they just use they made gadgets to make themselves powerful, but they weren't powerful on the inside. Anyways, maybe the ending was a little complicated. But you like the ending when fish came back and they were going to go on another adventure? Mm. I like that too. Yeah! So maybe fish was like an older guy now. Maybe he, maybe he figured out how to use magic everywhere. Who knows? Maybe there's a lot of things we need to find He's out about. He's probably like 40 years old. I don't know. Probably but 10. What about the, yeah, he could be 10, he could be 40, we don't know. He just, they just said he's older. What about the people that came out of the forest? The like original people that were there before the first Are they wizard? the indigenous people? Yeah, kind of. What do you think they're like? I don't know. Do you think they're nice? Do you think they're not nice? Do you think the wizards are still nice? You know what? Do you think the gadgets are still around? But the people with the coats, one of them seemed nice. Yeah, she did seem nice. But and maybe she was. Maybe she was nice. But, but lots of questions, right? We don't know what happened with everybody. But where are the gadgets and where are the wizards right now? We don't know. Tell me. I don't even know yet. The seed that grows ideas probably almost getting its first leaves now. The idea seeds? Yeah. Yeah. Should we say goodnight? Goodnight, story. Bye. Bye.